Final Destination 2 arrived three years after the original film, and spices up the series format with more outrageous and elaborate death trap scenarios. Today we'll discuss the sequel in depth and how with a few tweaks it manages to outshine its predecessor. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. Sup. Sup, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you doing good? You feeling alright yeah. now? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thought I'd check out with you. Uh, this is a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror films every week that we've watched, and we are returning to the Final Destination franchise. We did the first one last month, and we're here now to talk about Final Destination 2, which came out in 2003 and is directed by David R. Ellis, uh, who went on to just after this direct Cellular, and he also directed Sticks in a Plane. Oh, okay. And then came back to the franchise to do the fourth movie. And then, mm. unfortunately, passed away kind of young. Uh, he passed oh. away in, like, uh, 2012 or something like that. You know, he was... So That's a shame. I don't remember yeah, the cause, um... cause of his death, but, it, yeah, it was... I remember it happening, though. Oh. That's a bummer. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give him some credit. I, uh, you know, I haven't seen it since uh, it came up, but I remember Cellular being kind of fun. Yeah, I remember it. was just... I mean, again, it's been a while, but I remember it being a yeah. fun little... If a little over the top, but uh, right, a, yeah. a fun thriller, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll start spoiler free, of course, as we always do. We'll give you a warning mm-hmm. before we go into the spoilers. Uh, but of course, naturally, there might be a few things that spoil the first movie because it's a sequel, and <laughs> you know you have to kind of set up things if there's any mm-hmm. characters coming back, which there is. So, and there's characters who don't come back, which is kind of the spoiler, <laughs> I suppose, in some ways. Uh, but yeah, so. First movie set up the basic premise, bunch of characters and a, a big accident, but one of them gets a premonition, they escape death, and then death hunts them down one by one. And there was a lot of big talk last time of Fair Destination 1 being not amazing, it having some moments, has a great idea, but there was a lot of talk about how Fair Destination 2 was the one that we remembered being more fun, where it kind of maybe nailed what was good about the franchise. So it'll be curious to see because it's been a lot of times since I'd watched this. Uh, I saw it a lot back in the day when it came out, but of course it's been a lot of times since I watched it. I uh, get into this, so uh, I'd be very curious to see how we uh, how we feel. There's a lot, a lot of faces in this one as well that I'll get to when we start talking about it a bit more. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, we'll start off with the simple query, <laughs> which is Tim. Yeah, what do you think of Final Destination Two? Um, so like I said last time, uh, you know, I, I'd seen this relatively not too long ago. Um, I, I was kind of a newcomer to the franchise and I, I watched them all for the first time, maybe, you know, about you know, three, four years ago or, or so. So, you know, relatively new. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, you know, like we kind of said with the first one, it's, um, you know, it's a decent enough movie. It has like a really good premise, but it does kind of feel like maybe a little something's missing and, um. I don't know. I feel like the second one just really delivers. It does exactly what you kind of want, you know, a sequel to do. Like, you know, it maybe adds like a few new wrinkles or, or whatever to the premise, but it's not like, you know, completely changing or overhauling anything. But uh, it's just giving you, you know, kind of like a, a lot more 
that you want, you know, from the last movie. And I think the, the big thing about this is, uh, you know, I find a lot of the, the characters, uh, to be more enjoyable. Like I wouldn't say many of them are great. Like there's a lot that of characters that are really over the top, uh, to the point where it's actually like really funny. Like I feel like the movie, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Like it kind of feels sometimes like it's taking itself too seriously, but there's a lot of like characters in this that just do really like odd choices, but it's like very funny. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I, I think it works and actually makes it like a, you know, <laughs> a, a bit more enjoyable to watch versus the last movie, which it, you know, you had like the one teacher or whatever, but all the survivors, you know, were mostly just kind of like, you know, these same good looking high school kids that, you know, are just like, whatever diamond doesn't just fodder to be killed um but i mean the big thing is though i think the deaths are a lot more creative and over the top uh and surprising uh which is pretty much what you want from this franchise you know you, you want to be able to look at it and have these elaborate setups and you know kind of seeing them focusing on this and be like okay is this gonna do something or is this gonna affect it somehow and then um yeah like <laughs> you can't really say like I, I don't think any of the deaths in this are like boring like they're all you know, like really like elaborate and over the top and uh yeah it just makes it really fun and enjoyable to watch um like a, especially like the opening scene which uh i think even before i had seen the movie i had already known of the opening scene or at least like seen clips of it or something because uh i don't know i feel like it is kind of iconic and um i i feel like when i think of the series i i think of this you know opening scene with the log truck and stuff more than i do like the actual airplane uh you know from the first movie which, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, definitely a sign song. So, uh, yeah, I had a really fun time revisiting it and watching it again. Definitely, uh, you know, highlight. Of, we're only two movies in, but definitely a highlight <laughs> of the franchise so far. <coughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Gee, you have to get choked up. Well, this was I know, funny. I know it was a good uh, opinion, but. That was all right. <laughs> One day I'm going to, like, have a a take that's so good it's just gonna bring a tear to your eye <laughs> well sometimes i get a little tear and i cough so i mean i'm almost there right now to be honest but <laughs> anyway um i because i hadn't watched this in a long time but i remembered really having fun with it and what's funny is going back into it now having just watched the original again is like i i do notice watching it this time the little serious moments that are, they're still kind of try to keep from the first one mm-hmm. but like you say, there's just so many, like, wacky characters, and the ending especially is, like, I don't know, they're just having fun with this. Like, they're, like they're, yeah. they're, they're, the tongue is in cheek uh, for large parts of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think the opening disaster, if you want to call it that, uh, like, it's so much better than the plane. Like, it, it, it's, yeah. like, so mm-hmm. much more diverse. There's more variety in what happens in it. Uh, the characters are introduced are a lot more varied as well because it's not just all the, like mm-hmm. from the same high school class. So exactly, uh, you, you've got different people in different vehicles that are all there for different reasons on the on the uh, the highway or whatever it is, um, and you know all all of it adds up to mostly great death scenes that mm-hmm. do the thing that was good about the one great death scene in the first film. Which is it? Tease the 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 tease. They show you multiple possibilities for how the person might die. They're usually quite over the top, like you said, silly. Uh, there's really only one towards the end that's kind of sudden, and it is easily the weakest death probably of the movie. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them are all really good. Uh, and the beauty, of course, 
of this opening you know truck uh highway scene is that unlike the first one which is just kind of an explosion in the sky so there's not really much to it uh you actually get to see all the characters who die die twice so you get you get you get multiple deaths for each character which is great that's true yeah (laughs) which for you know as a horror fan especially in this case where they're a bit more over the top and they're a bit more gory than the first one was i think Mm -hmm. where there's definitely a bit more guts and mucus and blood and splooge and not a splooge (laughs) Splooge. Splooge. (laughs) i mean i'm sure someone was doing something in one of the cars but Uh, very possibly yes there was a variety of things happening in those cars Uh, (laughs) so can i just put this out there too like not to sound cocky or anything but if i was on that highway i'm pretty sure i would have survived it sounds a little bit cocky i'm a good driver it's not about being a good driver it's about if death thinks your time's up <laughs> it's, 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 I, I, could out, clear. I could outrun death <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah honestly like that sequence is better than the plane sequence most of the deaths are better than most of the deaths in the first movie uh the characters not all of them but enough of them are, are kind of silly or funny enough that you get these little weird moments that kind of make it just memorable like they have some quirks that they don't really need to have but they have anyway and it kind of just like gives them a little bit of flavor like for example mm-hmm. one character just happens to have won the lottery and it doesn't really serve much of a purpose really mm-hmm. other than the fact that he's wearing a, a new watch at one point i suppose but like he could yeah. just be wearing a watch like, he didn't have to just win the lottery and get a fancy new one <laughs> right like, you know like, he didn't need to be that but it adds some a, a little bit of humor to the scene because there's like all, all these women are phoning him and saying hey i just heard yeah. about your lottery <laughs> win uh we should get back together or so you know like there's a lot of that going on it just adds a little bit of flavor to some of the characters and the characters by their nature are far more memorable and i think what stuck out to me watching it this time is that ali latter who returns for this one is like the worst part of the movie (laughs) oh for sure (laughs) like she's terrible in this and i don't know if because i've seen her in other things be okay but like yeah. her, her dialogue here, she's the one who keeps going. But death's designs, like she, she she's still being written like she's in the first movie, which I guess is consistent. But mm-hmm. just the the, the and, way she'll stop and start talking about things when the rest mm-hmm. of the characters, well, they're buying into the stuff that's going on, or just or you know, there's there's more fun being had with it with the other ones. Yeah, uh, and also, you know what I realized about this movie, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't know if we talked about it in the last episode or if it just totally escaped me but do you know what her character's name is oh i'm you know what i'm i, I was going to bring this up as well you're, you're okay. going to the right place so her name in the last movie as far as i knew it was clear right that's what i thought yeah right? you know the the real name of, of like actual people like right. there are people named claire and what's weird is that in this movie uh aj cook's character she's the main character uh kimberly i think her character name was but aj cook uh, who I've seen a few other things. I've seen a lot of actors. I'll, I'll, I'll do the roll call in a minute of the actors, but uh, <laughs> she keeps calling her, very clearly, amusingly enough, keeps calling her clear. She's like, clear. You're clear rivers. Right? And I always took the clear river name as kind of like clear rivers. Like it's meant to be kind of a pun, right? Sure, yeah. Hippy dippy parents or something. Uh, yeah. But, like, but when they see Tony Todd, he clearly calls her clear in this movie. Mm-hmm. He yeah. calls her clear, which is what I was calling her, on the, or what everyone else was calling her in the first yeah. movie. So, 
But then in the end credits, if you look at her name, but she gets top billing, by the way, which is bullshit because she's not the main character. <laughs> but she gets top billing. Uh, it's it's cool. It's the word clear. <laughs> yeah, there's so another I'm, character that I, I thought was familiar on this uh, in the movie. So I was looking it up on IMDb uh, to see like where I knew that character from. And then, yeah, like she was like one of the first, like Ellie Larder was one of the first people listed and it had her name as clear. And, you know, it, 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 it's hard because, yeah, like 90% of the time when people are saying her name, even if they are saying clear, you're just assuming it's Claire because, mm-hmm. again, that's like an actual name. But uh, yeah, that just really threw me for a loop when I found that out. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> And just you know, I did. I did I'm just looking at it now. She is credited as Clear Rivers in the first one as well. <laughs> so maybe we just never heard a, a clear. A clear. <laughs> yeah, we didn't hear it clearly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of. So I, I actually think she's actively the worst part of this movie. Um, yeah. Uh, I understand why they have someone from the first one to kind of like help with things, although. It's kind of silly how like she's so sure of like things and like they can solve it mm-hmm. and stuff. Like it's like let's go see Tony Todd because he knows more about <laughs> death than he was letting on. And I'm like, what, what? And he just he comes up with this rule. We'll get into it in spoilers what the rule is, but there's like a new bit of mythology that might fix everything. And it's like you just pulled this out your ass. Like where did this yeah. come from? Like I don't hate the idea. Like on its own, like if you told me this, okay, this might solve the problem. I'm like, okay, I can kind of see the logic, but. Why does he know this? And why does he just plot it out? Like, 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 why didn't he say that to him in the first movie? Like, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, it's super weird. Like, at least with him, you can kind of make a case and say, like, all right, he's a creepy guy and he's a mortician, so he's surrounded by death. So maybe he has some, like, mm-hmm. out there theories. The thing that throws me for a loop is uh, at the very beginning where they have that guy on TV who's, like, laying out the plot of the first movie, oh, basically. I mean, yeah, this I'm is like, just- how the hell does this guy know? Like... <laughs> this is just uh, your your for the people who didn't see the first movie. They wanted to have like a previously on, so they've just sort of woven yeah. it into the opening titles where this guy's been interviewed on a talk show. But it, it's like so strange though, because if it was a like if it was a real world, like they would do a special on it, but it would be like, hey, isn't it a weird coincidence that the people survived ended up dying? But instead, it's like this guy knows the exact plot. He's like, <laughs> death has a plan for people and it killed them in the exact order of their, the, they died on the, they were supposed to die on the plane. Like no one would have known that. Like he <laughs> <laughs> watched the first movie. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> he somehow escaped the reality, came into our reality, watched the movie and went back. <laughs> I think that's what, that's the only ex- explanation for yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. So the cast, let's, let's, let's sort of do a bit of a roll call here. So AJ Cook, who I saw on, I think she was in a show. She was in dead like me. And she's, mm-hmm. I've seen her on a couple of other things. I think I saw her in this first. This is one that I kind of saw in this first and then saw her in other things. Obviously, Tori Todd's veteran of the, the horror genre. But, you know, you should know who he is. Uh, the cop character, uh, Thomas, apparently. Um, he looked familiar, but I didn't do, do, do you know what's so funny? Is I didn't, I never, re- I saw this movie a lot back in the early 2000s and I never mm-hmm. recognized him. But I have since rewatched the show that I know him from. So I okay. recognized him instantly this time. He is uh, Jimmy Olsen in the season one of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Oh, I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's, that's what I immediately yeah. noticed from. Yeah. Maybe you see him as something else, but um, yeah. that's him. So I was like, oh, Jimmy Olsen's here, which is interesting. It doesn't look, doesn't look like a Jimmy to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> which is slightly interesting in that uh, AJ Cook, the main character's best friend uh, <laughs> at the start, the blonde, uh, mm-hmm. She guested on a few episodes of Smallville, so that's two Superman <laughs> connections. Of course. Of course. 
<laughs> what do you want from me? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's an actor in this called James Kirk, which is kind of wild. Like from uh, that dumb show <laughs> that you watch. <laughs> <laughs> that I watch. Oh, just me. I'm the only one who watches it. <laughs> Like, how old is this guy? Like, did the was the Star Trek exist? Uh, because, yeah, he was born in 1986, so his parents definitely must have been fans. Or they never heard of Star Trek, or never knew the character's name was James Kirk and didn't think twice about it, but... Probably uh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was most of the people that I recognized, although the uh, pregnant lady who will, you know, we'll get to who some of these characters are in a minute. Uh, she was on Six Feet Under. I recognized her from that. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a bit. Oh, and uh, one of the cops later on uh, was from Battlestar Galactica. So uh, there's a lot of faces from various TV shows kind of popping up in this. Yeah, nerd shows. <laughs> it's like you're not a nerd. <laughs> you literally make your own comic books. Come on, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but mine are gritty and cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, your 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 Goatman comic is gritty. <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so yes. Uh, so we got a whole host of characters. We have obviously Kimberly the main girl, uh, who is going on a trip with her friends in the car, uh, which is why they're on the road. You've got a cop. Uh, he's so he's just uh, off doing cop business, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've got kind of a schlubby guy who is constantly snorting coke or something, um, and he he's got a few funny scenes actually. He's, he's funny, yeah. He's, he's got a few <laughs> notable moments. Uh, there's kind of like an uptight sort of businessy lady uh, mm-hmm. who's always smoking a cigar or something like that. Um, yeah, like a, uh, it's not. I think it's like too small to be a cigar, but it looks like a cigarette. But it looks like I don't know, like a handmade cigarette or something. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but anyway, she's 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 there, um, and we have like a a mother and like a teenage son who she's way overprotective of for someone who's maybe fifteen. She well, the- <laughs> she treats him like, she, like he's ten. I mean, I honestly like I I kind of assume that he was like I don't know, like a maybe like early twenties or something, but then like I don't know, like later on like once you kind of get to like his scene later on in the movie, I'm starting to realize like, Oh wait, is he supposed to be like, I don't know, like a high schooler or like middle schooler or something? Like, and I, I totally assumed he was like, just kind of like a, I don't know, older dude that just like, you know, lived or hang out, hung out with his mom or something. <laughs> I, I definitely got the impression he was a bit younger, but like the way she treats him is, you know, it's, yeah, she, she, she talks to him in bed at night, basically at one point, and yeah. <laughs> it's like we're off to the dentist tomorrow, son. And we don't like that, but we have to go. Like, all right, okay. Uh, and oh yeah, there's a bit of backstory where it's like she lost her husband a few years ago, so she's like overly coddling him or whatever. Yeah. So what? Yeah, fine. Ends up being too sad for this movie. I'm like, this is a little depressing. <laughs> uh, and then there's like a baker who is just a baker. There's not really much more to him. Uh, he's got a good presence, but there's not much more plot-wise for him. Did you mention the lady that uh, pulls up her shirt? Well, that's not one of the main characters. Yes, there's a there's a lady. There's something about her that was memorable, though. Oh, is it the boobs? <laughs> might have been. Might have been. <laughs> it's not even like I, I just think it's so, like so funny. Like who would do that? Like you're just driving and you just like flash someone. <laughs> 
someone who's a little bit in the wild side, I guess. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> I mean, the honest answer is it's a, it's a horror movie and the white boobs. So yeah. that's that's why. Uh, I mean, this is not the first. This is not our first rodeo, Tim. We've seen many a woman in many a horror <laughs> film take their tops off when situations where they would never take their tops off. Yeah, but usually I have some time to prepare so I can close my eyes. This <laughs> took me for. <laughs> Yes, and then of course the other big star of the film we have to point out is uh, Apple products, uh, which feature oh. heavily throughout <laughs> the duration of the film. Uh, it was like a trip down memory lane. We got a MacBook, we got the iMac that kind of comes out of the little dome with the sort of monitor on the arm, and then we got the iMac that had the like the green aqua kind of coloured sort of sides, which I remember from this time period. I hated those things, so. A lot of Mac product placement in this. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny that like, I don't. Know, I feel like those became like antiquated so quickly. Like, you know, we're so used to just kind of slim, you know, like flatter things, and yeah, whenever I see like something from this time period, this had like those big bulky like computers. It's uh, it's interesting. It's, I mean, technology is kind of, it's not plateaued. Obviously, things are still moving, but we kind of, there was a very much a transitionary period in the 2000s where, like, they've all got mobile phones in this, but none of them are smartphones. You know, there's a really specific window of time this movie fits into technology-wise, uh, which is just something I, like, I tend to notice this whenever we do anything from, like, you know, 98 to, like, 2007. Like, there's, a, there's this sort of almost about a decade of a window where you can just tell exactly what time period it's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, smartphones still look pretty much the same since they've came out. Like, you know, unless you're looking for very slim details. Yeah, mm-hmm. smartphone looks like a smartphone still. But in this, they got flip phones. I actually don't know if anyone <laughs> actually used a flip phone, but they could have used a flip phone. It was the era of flip phones. Yeah, it wasn't really any, like, many notable uh, phone scenes, really. Except, I guess, like... When they have that meeting, she's, like, handing out phones or whatever, but other than that, like, yeah. people weren't using them that much. I guess, was she assuming that they all didn't have phones already, that they could, they could just get their numbers, rather than, like, here's some burners, we're going... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, like, is she, like, paying, like, whatever, like, seven or eight different phone bills, like... <laughs> I I I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're all confiscated because he's they're working with the cop. Obviously, maybe That's he true, yeah. maybe he's <laughs> taking them all out of the the evidence room. I need to borrow these gems. Is that cool? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know the cast. The cast is uh whatever. Uh, also, the uh the, the teenage son's name uh is Tim, which I noticed mm-hmm. uh. I don't know if I've got any jokes planned for you, but I, I, I did. <laughs> I did notice it when someone called them Tim. Yeah, he's a kindred spirit for sure. Mm. Tim Carpenter at that, for the record. Wasn't wasn't there someone named Carpenter in the first movie? There was a Hitchcock. I don't know if it was a Carpenter. Mm. I can't remember. Like every like every character in the first movie was uh like named after some. Oh core yeah, person. actually, uh, the main character Kimberly, her last name's Carmen. Okay. As in Roger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Carver. Yeah. Is it uh, director, producer, Tim? You may have heard of him. Of course. No, I, I know. 
You're looking. But, you're looking yeah. so confused. I'm just. <laughs> no, because well, because you're talking about this movie. I I'm, I was trying to think of the last movie that. If there's anyone with the carpenter in the last movie. I'm not going to remember all the names of the last movie. I was saying, you know, the the first one, it's like everyone had a very obvious, you know, horror person name. And hmm. uh, it would have been surprising if that was overlooked because it's, you know, very easy go-to one. Hmm. But maybe if they did overlook it, maybe they're making up for it in this one. Oh, yeah. But they realized, oh, no, how could they, how could they miss... Carpenter, <laughs> perhaps the most important one of all. Yeah, <laughs> it sounded like you're being sarcastic, but I mean you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, as far as just other spoiler free stuff, because obviously a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about is deaths, so we can't really talk about those until right, we get yeah. spoilers. It's hard to yeah, get into it. <laughs> uh, so as as far as any other spoiler free stuff goes, uh. You know, I will say, like, I don't necessarily love the premonition stuff, although I do think a couple of the moments mm-hmm. in this are a little bit playful with it, at least. Uh, mm-hmm. But but by and large, it feels a lot less, like, I don't, I, I don't feel like, it happens in the movie, obviously, because it's part of how the franchise works, but I don't mm-hmm. feel like it's obnoxious or as annoying as it was in the first movie. It kind of just, yeah. like, it happens quick enough, and it's just like, okay, boom, boom, boom. It's almost comical, actually, like, how quick a lot of these scenes happen, uh, yeah. At the start, you know, after she like sort of flashes back f- for the highway stuff, when she kind of just like starts seeing things immediately, and there's like mm-hmm. three in a row kind of thing, and you know, some of them are a little bit funny, like you know, Highway to Hell playing in the car radio. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think that's something that's good about this movie is like the pacing because you know th- that's the stuff that I easily like the least, like mm-hmm. you know, and all the stuff with the main character and getting premonitions and trying to figure stuff out and like you know try to reach out to people and like uh you know figuring out like how to stop like the the whatever curse or whatever you want to call it or you know that that kind of stuff like all that stuff it, you know it's necessary to get you know the movie uh going and everything but it, it's also like you know not exactly the stuff I'm here for but it's also not too like tiresome you know versus the first movie i, I feel like you know some of that stuff kind of lingered a, a bit and you know made you know, parts of it, like, a little more dull. Uh, but this, it's, like, it, it just kind of gives you enough to just keep it, you know, going forward. Uh, so you're never really, like, that bored or anything. The movie just kind of moves at a nice, brisk pace. Yeah. Um, and while I do think that the advice from Tony Todd comes off as really kind of hokey and, like, why are they mm-hmm. taking this super seriously, the, yeah. I do think that a lot of the characters are skeptical enough that it feels, like, I wouldn't say realistic, because it's not obviously not a realistic movie, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, multiple characters don't believe any of this shit when they first sort of, like, talk about it. And mm-hmm. it's not until they witness some pretty gruesome death up close that they kind of start taking it seriously. And it's like, okay, yeah. this feels like a nice, like, progression to, to the characters in the movie, where I, I believe that they now buy that this is all somewhat real, and they're going to go along with the plans and try and solve things and help with the, 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 the ongoing stuff, so... Yeah, 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 for uh, sure. Yeah, and uh, there, there is there's a couple of annoying characters near the start, but they don't last long, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Shall we do spoilers, Timmy? Let's mm, give another thirty seconds. <laughs> what do you want to talk about for thirty seconds? Uh, who are you voting for this year? 
is there an election later this year where I live? <laughs> I should hope so. <laughs> so to, there was local elections recently. Oh, yeah. Did you vote for a new king? <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that I said local elections, I mean, would rule out king anyway, but you don't vote for kings. Tim. And spoiler time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoilers for Final Destination 2 from this point forward. Uh, you have been warned. All right. So, I, I guess we start with the the highway chase. Like, oh, the chase, not chase. You know what I mean? <laughs> the highway scene. And death is chasing him. Oh. I mean, death is chasing Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is basically, like, it does the thing where we sort of, like, introduce to all the various characters who are on the road. So it's a very dynamic scene even before the murder or the, the death starts happening because it's like, oh, the the lottery winner dude who's kind of, like, sleazy in his sports car is kind of, like, making the eyes at our main character and it's just kind of a mm-hmm. silly little moment. Um, everyone's, like, hiding their legal substances from the cop as they, as they realize that he's it's- behind them, <laughs> you know? It's kind of funny that, like, yeah, how many people are, like, I don't know, like, drinking or taking drugs on this, like, little stretch of highway. Oh, that's right, yeah. There's the truck driver who's who's drinking booze, and he's actually <laughs> transporting booze, and it says on the side of the truck, uh, drink responsibly. Responsibly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, tempting fate, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, in here. But, you know, you get interested in all these various characters, and it kind of doesn't... You know, it, 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 there's just enough of like a a little bit of personality with each one of them that they're kind of memorable. Yeah. Um, it's actually our friends in the backseat that I think are quite annoying. Like I did not really enjoy their oh, oh, right, back right, right, and forth. Yeah. Uh, which is why it was delightful when we flash back and like you know she she she's you know she's coming out of the highway and she sort of turns the car around to stop anyone from getting on, and you know the cop comes up and starts asking her what's going on, and then all the accident happens in the background. I was thrilled that all of her friends were immediately <laughs> killed by, by the the big uh, truck with all the you know the what do you, yeah. what do you call those trucks that carry all the cars? Um, <laughs> super truck. <laughs> super the super truck. Yes. <laughs> uh yeah no that was uh really cool and uh and it's pretty unexpected because you know if you're playing by the rules of the first movie you know that death has to go in order so and they since it, died last yeah so it's an interesting wrinkle there yeah but there's a lot of fun stuff in the actual you know chaos scene itself we get yeah giant log because it's a big logging truck so it's you know i say a log so that's it's, what starts it yeah. yeah i say a log i mean it's effectively a tree trunk <laughs> you yeah. know that's how big it is uh, <laughs> super log goes through the window of the cop car and i think what my per- <laughs> the my favorite part of this that just makes it like just chef's kiss is when you see it go through the back window of the cop car there's like blooding like just gunk right, yeah. sticking off the end of yeah. it and i'm like yes that's what makes that good <laughs> that's what made that work uh, yeah. and there is some goofy stuff here like uh, i think it's the mother or son like when they drive into one of the logs their car just instantly ignites into an explosion and i'm like what caused the explosion like there's another explosion later but it's like they drive into like a tanker so i was like okay whatever like there's at least there's a, a source of fuel that's 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 causing this but um that's good fun i do laugh i do i i actually remembered uh well i didn't remember before i watched it but like, it sort of came back to me in the moment but i i always remember noticing that when the main character's car is flipping like it's got they've done like a stunt but they've got mannequins inside the car and the blonde hair oh. of like the blonde is like sticking through the top of the car 
<laughs> if, you're, if you're looking for it, it's a really funny moment where you can sort of tell those mannequins in there, and it's it's it, I don't know, it's fun though. Like I'm not I'm not complaining. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gave me a chuckle, uh, uh, and I love that it ends with the, you know the cars upside down and like AJ Cook's still alive, and she and it's basically the, the this big truck, uh, the big tow truck, or it's not a tow truck, but you know you know the one with the cars. It right, basically right. comes through like the wall of flames, like almost like a term. It feels like a Terminator moment, like you know it's like yeah. you know Terminator's still coming for you. And that's right it before she wakes up. Like, yeah, it, it reminded me of like Maximum Overdrive because it just feels like the car has like so much personality. Like, <laughs> yeah, it feels like yeah. it's like gunning down towards you. Um, so one of the things that I think is like super impressive about this is just that like, you know, whenever a movie can do something that like will just ensure that you always think of it. So like, you know, it, it's not like it's something you see like every time you go out on the road, but like anytime I see like, you know, a truck with like logs or whatever in mm. the back or or like not even like not even always logs, but like you know sometimes they'll have like you know like um like rebar or like uh you know like those big metal pipes or like whatever like anything like that like I instantly think of this movie because just like this opening is uh just so memorable that <laughs> anytime I'm driving I always think about that. Yeah, uh, and yeah, the, the baker like gets kind of impaled with his own bike, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> effectively. <laughs> the, like that's just a, it's it's so varied, and it's it's why it's so much more fun than the plane crash in the first movie because yeah, it, like there's all these different things. I mean, oh yeah, a lot of them are vehicle based because they're all in cars, but it, right. it's, it's so varied in how they all die, uh, and they all get their own little moment where yeah, in the first movie, the idea is that the explosion's spreading through the plane and kind of hitting them in different times but this is a, a lot more distinct so yeah. uh, really good fun stuff and uh naturally you know they're freaked out a bit but this is only a year after the first movie apparently like, the movie came out three years later but they keep referencing it's the year anniversary of flight 180 and you so have to do like a running uh uh, like checklist of the timeline like for each movie to <laughs> see how it lines up <laughs> yeah well we can't talk about it too much uh, at times okay <laughs> for reasons uh anyway All right. <laughs> for reasons too uh so <laughs> so you know, basically, you know, AJ Cook's like speculating like could Death Hunt is one by one because she was watching that interview the night before on TV and blah blah blah, uh, and they all go about their business and they're just happy to be alive, and of course it's the uh, the lottery winner guy who's just bought his new Mac <laughs> along with his new watch <laughs> and his all new things, and he's coming home, and there's just uh, people. This is like. So the opening scene's already this super... Uh, I say the opening scene, the opening, you know, tragedy, is a super yeah. memorable just, like, crescendo of death. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then you get to this scene, and, you know, there's a... The, the, the magnets on the side of the fridge kind of, like, hint at what the final death's going to be because it says I. Um, oh, okay. But you... um, You, you have, uh, like, him turning on the cooker... Uh, him, you know, making food. He throws out like some like old food. Like he just sort of tosses it out the window, he, which is important for later. <laughs> uh, that is like, I've seen so many movies in my life, and that like maybe the most like unhinged thing I've ever seen a character do. <laughs> just like throwing like a full plate of spaghetti just out the window. Like, 
what the hell are you doing? Like, I know you're supposed to be a jerk, but that was just like bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, my bigger question for this, honestly, is um, why he takes his top off before he starts cooking. <laughs> so it's time to go topless, I feel. Uh, well, you know, sometimes that grease splashes up and you don't want to ruin a good shirt. Yeah, yeah, sure, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh but oh, I think what I love about a lot of the deaths and this this one especially is very much a well, I mean maybe it is only just this one, but it's like a comedy of errors where a lot of what, what yeah. he does is kinda his fault because Oh yeah, yeah. He's stupid enough to like put his hand in the uh the thing about Bob. You know, what do you call it? The Garbage disposal. Thank you. Uh <laughs> without taking his watch off and I'm like, Of course your hand got stuck. <laughs> you, you just put this watch on and it's like a brand new rolex or whatever like take yeah. it off you idiot but his hand's <laughs> stuck and then the frying pan he's cooking uh, uh, like chicken fingers or something and <laughs> it catches fire and he can't reach it because he's, he's stuck in the sink so he, you know it, it, he's it's this the thing where it's like you're going to burn alive and it's your fault for being an idiot yeah <laughs> like it really is um and but then of course he finally what... gets free the flames are too much to put out with his puny little fire extinguisher so oh yeah <laughs> he has to make a run for it yeah that's what's so great about just uh how everything is kind of building up to it and really it kind of feels like they basically you know you're referring to the first movie as having like the one good death scene which yeah i'm assuming you're talking about the teachers yeah, uh, death. I it's not the other deaths aren't. There isn't some other fun deaths, but in terms of Final mm. Destination deaths, like that's the yeah. the one. And it kind of feels like what they realized with this movie is like, oh, like yeah, that was the one that like really stood out. And it kind of feels like a lot of the deaths replicate it in a way that you know, like oh, like we can have a lot of fun here by like kind of building this tension and having like a lot of fake outs and having things that lead into things instead of just you know doing like a quick little death or whatever, you know, uh, like you said, it, it's kind of like this escalating, like it's almost like a joke where you're kind of like building, building, building up to the punchline, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I just love that. Like, yeah, so much, so much stuff is going wrong and then there's so many fake outs and it really keeps you guessing. It's like, okay. Um, yeah. Like uh, is the garbage just was going to turn on with his hands there. I was like, no, okay. It's like, oh, well, surely he's going to die in this fire. Oh no, he gets out. And then, yeah, you know, it goes from there. And then I love that, you know, it ends up being the very small thing at the start of the scene, like the spaghetti that really does him in. Yeah, because he, he tries to leave, go out the window to escape the fire, and the, the windows, like, fall shut, right? And I'm like, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, the latch is, you know, just just broken. It's, it's obviously very coincidental that both windows do it at the same time, but, you know, death right. works in mysterious <laughs> ways. So obviously he's smart enough to smash the window and get out. And he goes down the fire escape. And again, his own stupidity, he gets on the ladder first and then tries to sort of like jolt it down by just sort of like <laughs> jumping on it to make yeah. it, go, you know, slide down. And it only sort of goes halfway and he falls off. And then he's like, okay, he's escaped. He's in the alleyway. He's fine. He walks forward. And just like a banana peel, he slips in his spaghetti. <laughs> he slips in his own stupid litter and lands. And then the, the, the ladder slides down, but it stops like, you know, a foot above his head. And he's like, oh, God damn, I'm so lucky. And then, of course, uh, it falls. It was through his eye. And it's very memorable. It's, it's, it's a little bit gory. And I mean, yeah, if, if we're going to like get nitty, nitpicky with it, like, would that ladder actually 
from that, given that it's only about a foot above his head, would it actually have enough velocity to, like, completely go through his skull? I don't know, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. The, I'm having fun with it. The thing about these movies, yeah, uh, you can't really think too hard of, about them. Like, you kind of just have to be in for the ride and have fun with it, because uh, th- that is one thing I, I was kind of thinking about, was like, all right, well, how exactly does death work? And, like, does it have the power to actually, like, affect things or can it can you know can it only like really like nudge stuff like how does it ensure that you know especially if something like an animal or someone driving is involved you know like how does it ensure that all this stuff falls into place and you know the answer is um you know it doesn't really matter it's just kind of like you know if you're looking for very clear-cut rules i don't know if you're gonna find it like you, you just have to kind of go with it and say like whatever's convenient for the scene but just you know shut up and enjoy some fun kills yeah, it's about wish wishy washy. Uh, ultimately, as long as the, the kills are fun, I'm I'm kind of right. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. Uh, but yeah, this one's really good, and it's it, you know this is though the second very memorable death scene mm. in the movie, um, and the next one's going to be great too. I mean, you know, there's a little bit of downtime in between here because they all see this in the news, so they all yep. freak out and they're all calling the cop. And AJ Cook goes to see Ali Latter, uh, Clear, <laughs> who <laughs> has voluntarily put herself in a padded cell so that she can't be hurt and is escaping death that way still. Uh, we find out Alex died between movies, uh, so he's just dead. Did they, like, uh, did, I, I forget how he died. Like, was it something like with a brick or something? Uh, you see it briefly on like the newspaper stuff that the cops looking at. I, I never actually read the whole thing. I, I noticed the word "crushed." There was something about crushing, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't catch the actual death. It's kind of funny just how like unceremoniously it's like, oh yeah, he died. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, most of the characters in this are better than he was, so I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I'm okay with that. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they go, they go to Claire. Uh, Claire's like, no, I'm not coming to help. Uh, but she changes her mind when she looks at some newspaper clippings and then shows yeah. up pretty soon after. And it's like, oh, we have to go and get to who's next, which is the mother and son combo, who are at the mm-hmm. dentist. And again, for, I mean, obviously the ending is the most memorable part, but mm-hmm. when you're watching it again, like you do see there's a lot of the build-up where like, there's stuff going on with the fish tank. There's like water going for the electrical mm-hmm. socket. Uh, there's these birds crashing into the window as the dentist is trying to work <laughs> on his teeth, and like he's about he's trying to like stick him with a needle, and then like he jumps because a bird hits the window, yeah. and he's like, "How about we just put the laughing gas on, eh?" <laughs> Rather than use the needle. Oh god, I mean, like you know, the dentist like can already be kind of stressful, but like Jesus, I was like, you're already in like a very a place that people already are like you know uncomfortable with, and then like you're just adding all of this stuff like this constant construction going on and like all these birds <laughs> that are like flying into the window. And it's like, Ooh, this is just uh, I, don't, I can feel like the tension <laughs> going it, on in the scene. The great thing about it is the dentist has a line where he says, Oh, these God, how did they expect me? I'm going to have to replace those windows again. I'm like, how yeah. often do birds just fly <laughs> into the window? <laughs> yeah. Also like, I don't think they can like crash through. Like that would have to be a really like, like if a whole flock was going at once, maybe, I don't know. But like, I don't know, just one pigeon shouldn't be able to, you know, crash it. Yeah. But this this was, like, another one, though, that's, like, this is where I was starting to wonder, like, okay, so can, like, death control animals? Like, I don't know, like, is death doing something to, you know, like, say to this pigeon, like, hey, like, 
fly through this thing. Um, well, but I, I, I mean, well, again, I just I'm well, not thinking about it too hard. Well, well, no, the, the, the birds ultimately don't really have much to do with the death, all in the fact that they're there true, true. and scatter yeah. before his actual death. Like the the birds flying into the window have nothing to do with how he dies. So this is just happening. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, the worst part of this for me, and it was actually making me gag a little bit uh, when it happens, is you know he's he's got like the the mouth divider in his mouth mm. and. Because of what's going on with the fish tank in the other room and all that crazy stuff, the dentist leaves the room, and for some reason, I guess it's to like just like entertain the kids when they're he's like doing dentistry on younger children. But he's got like almost like one of those baby things, the 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 little toys spinning around. Yeah, mobile. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well you've got a baby you should know this right uh, but one of them falls off and lands in uh, his mouth and because he's gassed up he can't actually move his arms to like take it out and he's like mouth's like been held open and he's like I, I was like, actually starting to gag a little bit watch this it was making me yeah. throw it clench up <laughs> yeah it's very funny because it's like a very simple thing like you know there's nothing elaborate or like over the top about it all it is is like you know, something just kind of like slowly going down someone's, uh, you know, mouth. But it's one of those things where, you know, you probably don't think about it much, but actually seeing it on the screen and it does give you like a visceral reaction because you can just imagine that feeling of like, oh, yeah, like you can't close your mouth and like something is going in. There's like nothing you can do about it. Like that is like deeply disturbing. So it's the like, kudos to them for like, again, coming up with something like really unique uh, and simple, but also like, you know, <laughs> that really gets you. Yeah, speaking of disturbing, the kid's got like a really dark joke before he goes out of the dentist. Where he's oh, in the, yeah. Where he's in the waiting <laughs> what room. What is this? <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the nurse like calls him in uh, to see the dentist and he turns around to his mother and says, hey, if I if he gasses me and I wake up with my pants undone, we're not paying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's also like such like, like, maybe you would like say that joke to your friends, but like to your mom, like... That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um there's definitely some like dialogue of the era. Like at one point uh the, the coke addict says chillax to someone and I'm like, oh god, that's super two thousand three. Chillax. Oh jeez. Um but of course, the actual death is that the you know he gets out of the thing. I I, I actually do laugh though because it's the nurse who, or the receptionist, whatever her title is, uh, who finds like the thing in his mouth. Yeah, and she comes in and pulls it out the last second, <laughs> and the dentist from the other is like, "Hey, how's little Timmy doing in there?" And she just has this look in her face, like he almost died. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny because like it almost feels like kind of like a, a sitcomy joke or something where they're like hey is everything okay and she's like what one like you know you can almost feel that like yeah. beat to it but then if you take a step back though it's like oh like he could have very easily died like you know if you're that nurse like you'd probably your heart would be beating so fast like like holy shit i can't believe like you know like we almost had a death in here <laughs> which yeah like you know obviously an emergency room is used to having deaths in it because it's the nature yeah. of the game a dentist should not be having deaths on their table no. <laughs> yeah unless of course you're the dentist ah, yes. or film <laughs> of course yes uh no i I love the sense of humor here though it's, it's little moments oh, like yeah, this yeah, yeah. That, that make me like this movie more because it it's not taking itself absurdly seriously it's having these moments of levity and it only adds up actually because after after this scene it's like okay we're all meeting back at the cop's apartment 
for well, well, we we gotta talk about his actual death though. Before. Oh, sorry. Of course, yes. I'm I'm rushing ahead. Cause I, sorry. Because I have a big question <laughs> about this. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. I mean, this is teased early on, of course, along with the birds, is that there's like a crane like lifting up glass panels. They're doing construction mm-hmm. outside, and so do you know how I said earlier that this this character Tim. Yeah, <laughs> like he's fifteen. We're told he's fifteen, and his mother treats him like he's ten. Yeah. Well, he's he acts like he's fifteen or whatever most of the time. Yeah. But for some reason, the moment before he dies, he suddenly turns into a five-year-old because AJ Cook, Kimberly's running up saying, "It's the birds. The birds yeah. lead to your death." And for some reason, he hears birds and he sees like all the birds on the ground, like all the pigeons in front of him, and he goes, "I'm going to run up to all these birds and scare them." So, yeah. All right. So here's my big question. So, because. I th- I'm of two minds of this. So one makes me think that, oh, uh, you know, he hears her saying like, oh, it's the birds, it's the birds. And for some reason, he kind of goes like, oh, like the, the these birds are going to do something. Let me scare them away so that they're not here anymore. So basically, it's like, yeah, hey, get out of here. Like, so that's what's going through my head. But the way it's shot, it doesn't look like that. It looks like you said, like he turns into a 10-year-old kid and it's like, birds, like, ah, oh, let me chase <laughs> them. Like- the, the way he runs towards them is like, yeah, I said five. Maybe I'm being generous <laughs> with that age. It's no, like actually, a, that's probably right. Yeah. It's like I a mean, toddler. Literally, my, my son is one. And like, that's when like, you know, he, he sees a cat or something. He That's like, that's how he runs towards it. Like, ah. <laughs> and the cat's thinking, oh, no, not again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the little human, the little human, get away from me. <laughs> oh, dear. I wonder, like, this is a weird question to ask. You probably get defensive here and say your son's a genius, but I wonder at what point your son starts to be smarter than the cats. Interesting. <laughs> because he's not, he's not starting off as smart as the cats. The cats are definitely right. smarter when he's first brought home. That, that's not, that's not, for sure. Yeah. Pretend that's not true. Because they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it, it, me and my wife were, we were talking about this the other day where it's just like, um, you know, because our son is always, like, doing stuff. And, like, you know, we'll be like, oh, wow, he's, he's doing this pretty early. Like, you know, they usually say that, like, you know, they don't do this until they're, like, you know, uh, two months or, like, you know, two years old or something like that. Um, So, like, we're always kind of like, oh, yeah, like, we think he's, like, really smart and stuff. But then, like, when you talk to other parents and stuff, you realize, like, Oh, like literally every parent says that. Like they're always like, yeah, like our, our kid is just like no one's like, yeah, I don't know, our kid's kind of dumb. <laughs> like he doesn't do anything. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're always like, we're like, well, it seems like he's kind of smart, but I don't know, maybe he, <laughs> we're just parents that think that. Very possibly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I want someone to build me like a, a graph that shows when the intelligence of a, a human child. Uh, goes surpasses. above surpasses a cat's intelligence yeah because you know just uh, it's uh, curious anyway yeah. uh so yeah when he when he makes the bird scatter i said the birds don't have anything to do his death i suppose technically that was incorrect because when he makes the bird scatter but that's him doing that but he right, makes right, the right, yeah. he makes the bird scatter one of them like you know basically hits or frightens the the crane operator and like the yeah (laughs) and the lever he hits the lever by accident Mm -hmm. and then the pane of glass which is perfectly above (laughs) young tim comes Mm -hmm. crashing down 
and we have our third very memorable death scene yeah uh which is you know this uh you know puppet or whatever being crushed in the splat yeah, it's, it's very satisfying yeah the, yeah the other thing it's great is like you know i I don't know if they how much CGI they use in this movies, but all the devs look like really good. It's like I'm assuming a lot of it was practical. Maybe a little stuff was like touched up here and there, but like it's mostly like practical. This look, yeah. looks really good. Yeah, actually, and you know what I'm kind of wondering now, because um, you know you're, you're we're we're talking about how like he looks like a lot older than he's kind of like portrayed. I wonder if the character was written to be like. 10 years old but then like when they started filming they kind of realized like well we can't show a 10 year old kid getting crushed by glass like that's like too mean like we we gotta age him up you know but then like maybe didn't change the script or something well probably before they started filming because once they're filming they've already cast them but yeah well, 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 well yeah. right but y- you know what i mean like yeah yeah they, like, they the, should, the studio be... maybe said like hey you're yeah. not doing this to a 10 year old age him up to a teenager <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I could see that happening we, we can't show like you know early 2000s Haley joe osmond or something like getting crushed. <laughs> oh dear um so yeah very, is, that is very like so funny that, that that would be like a good uh gif or something in running towards the birds <laughs> Uh, which was Dakota Fanning at this time? Was she even born yet? I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> the little Dakota Fanning when she was a kid running towards the birds and then getting crushed with a pane of glass. That's what we want. Uh, so, yeah, it's super memorable. It's a satisfying... Because it's, it's satisfying in two fronts. So you see how he sort of gets squished and there's like sort of like blood sp- splats, but also the glass smashes. So you get like a sort of double sort of whoosh like, it's cool, <laughs> yeah. happening that's it's fun yeah. uh, <laughs> so they all go to a meeting at the, the cop's uh, apartment and it turns out this cop's a very outdoorsy man with a lot of hobbies because his closet has like ice skates <laughs> has like a climbing axe he's got like a canoe like strapped to his wall like he's a very like great outdoorsman kind of yeah. you know a lot, lot of uh, sporty kind of apparatus and the reason why and- i bring this up is because at one point when they're, they're safety proofing the apartment uh the the the, the coke head he he go, he's going to put something in the closet and he opens it and it, it this oh, is yeah, a yeah. genuinely <laughs> funny little moment where he opens it and then the camera sort of like cuts around all these things that have like sharp blades on them <laughs> yeah that's funny ice skates just dangling so can we talk a, real quick about the scene of yeah i i, I guess we just got to keep calling the coke head uh but him arriving at the apartment and going up oh, in the elevator. Yes, the elevators. Yeah, this is this. We have to talk about the elevator scene. <laughs> uh, his name is Rory, I think. I think that was his name. Okay, yeah. So we can call him Rory. Uh, yeah, so he. <laughs> so he's in the elevator and he rushes in, right? The doors are closing. There's a guy already in there. And this, this guy that's in there is just in this scene. He's not in any other scenes. Rory jumps in and he gets his foot stuck in the elevator on his way in and he has to take his shoe off and pulls the shoe in uh, so he's holding his shoe in his hand and he looks at, looks at his shoe and he goes hey buddy is that shit in my shoe and then puts the shoe like an inch from his face and the guy has to like back away so immediately he's being really weird and awkward yeah. and the guy's super uncomfortable and then moment passes and then he goes hey buddy you got a little 
something and he sort of you know signals towards the side of his mouth and the guy like wipes his mouth he's like no no there's still the hey I'll, I'll get it if you want and he licks his finger <laughs> as if he's going to go in to like clean it like a parent and it's like what is this scene it's it's so strange but like i kind of love it because it's just mm. it, it makes like the character like so much more memorable than like you oh know, yeah he, he was already like a little goofy and stuff but like this definitely like cements him as like oh like i don't know this this is just like a kind of a weird crazy character i think and, like it it's this scene plus the closet scene where he, because like I say, yeah. he sees all these blades, and then when he goes to put things in, he like messes it up, and stuff starts falling around, uh, like down around him. So he ends up like falling back out the, out of the closet, <laughs> and it's just it's like a really almost slapsticky little moment. Uh, I yeah. think little moments like that and this ele- and this elevator scene like kind of, yeah, r- and it, just, it, I don't know, they make him memorable. Yeah, I mean, it's just nice. Like it's, I don't know. Like again, it's not like a comedy really, but there's like. Yeah, you know, these kind of just like weird uh, moments that are like actually like generally funny. <laughs> like I, I, I really did laugh at this. Yeah, there's a moment actually when they all go at the meeting at, for the first time mm-hmm. when Claire first walks in, uh, mm-hmm. where like a couple of things happen and like the canoe that's hanging up like swings f- towards her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh, okay, well, it's, that's, a, it's a death oh, yeah. trap. We have to, we have to do it. Fix this place up. Yeah, that's when like the angry guy is like, oh, like you know this is like crap like you guys don't know what you're talking about ah, like, the baker the, yeah know. the baker's like yeah yeah i don't believe in any of this shit and then like yeah <laughs> the canoe goes crashing through the window and he like has to duck to avoid it and it's like ah <laughs> well it's what's nice is that like he doesn't believe any of this the mother doesn't believe it or even care but it builds up to our next also very memorable death in the movie mm-hmm. uh which also has like a weird element to it as well at the start so the mother who's just lost her son, right? She's just watched her son be crushed by a pair of glass. Yeah. <laughs> um, is in the elevator, and the biker is in the elevator as well. And there's a guy in the in the elevator who's just like holding a box <laughs> oh, yeah. full of like uh, like prosthetic arms with hooks. Right. That's that's yes. what he's got a box of. Mm. And it's like okay, that's weird. And when Rory falls out the the closet, right, with all the stuff falling down. A lot of the stuff ends up like sort of hanging down, and it creates the shadow of what looks like a man with lots of hooks. Is, is that a sign? I think I see a sign. <laughs> like, yeah, oh god, and the mother's next, so it's going to be someone with hooks. So they phone the phone they gave her, and like, hey, a man with hooks is going to kill you. So that sets up the death thing. But that's the, before I, we get to what the actual death is, we can't overlook the little weird moment that happens with the guy yeah. before that. Where he's standing behind the two of them in the elevator, just holding his box, and just out of nowhere, he just leans in and smells the back of her hair, yeah. <laughs> and just like you know, wafts it in, and then the baker sort of looks over and notices, and sort of was, <clears throat> and he's just yeah. like, "What the hell, dude?" Uh, so he's been a creepy power, total creep, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And at first, like, I kind of think, like, all right, like he looks like so creepy, like. Yeah, has like kind of like this like long like gray hair, and he's holding this box of like hooks up. But you feel like, all right, he looks so creepy that it's gonna turn out he's actually like a nice guy. It's like, no, he is actually a creep. Well, at first I thought, okay, this is something to do with his job. This this box of right, yeah, yeah, like hooks. But after that sniffing moment, I'm like, no, he's just a serial killer. So this is just part of his collection. (laughs) And I think it's kind of funny when they call the mom like. You know, they don't say, like, hey, we got a warning, like, about something with hooks, so, like, be careful around hooks. But, like, no, they literally say, like, 
oh, there's a, a guy with hooks is going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Candyman was here earlier, technically. I mean, this is... Yeah. Uh, that's true. Something to look out <laughs> for. Point. Yeah, but she she drops the phone and she goes to pick it up, and her hair gets caught in one of the hooks that's sticking out the box. Yeah, and she can't get it out, and she starts freaking out because she just heard this and she's scared of the guy now. Everyone's trying to like pull her hair out of the hook, and then of course she ends up like walking out of the elevator when the doors are open and the doors shut, and then trap her head, mm-hmm. and the elevators try to go up. She's dangling out of the elevator. At this point, Claire and the uptight sort of business lady run in. They're trying to like pull her out. The guys in the elevator try to you know to help her out or push her out, and it just sort of slowly happens until eventually, uh, the two ladies pull back her body without a head. Yeah. And then, and what I liked about this is because the baker was like so adamant he didn't believe in any of this shit. But then at this moment, he, he's just, there's like a shot of him like sitting in the corner of the elevator staring at the head and he's just like yeah. in shock and it's like, okay, now you believe. Now you believe you're yeah. all going to die. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a lot of, you know, it's, it's pretty nice and gory too. There's like a lot of blood spray. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which actually leads to uh, something that I, I think is actually a really interesting part of the mythology, which mm-hmm. they kind of hinted at a little bit in the last movie and they'll do a ton with it here. But this idea that if you're not next on the list, you can't die. Because this baker basically tries oh, yeah, yeah. to kill himself. He's like, well, I'm just going to go on my own terms then. And he grabs the cop's gun and he goes to shoot himself. <laughs> and he tries to pull the trigger multiple times and it doesn't work. And like so, some, and, you know, one of them says, oh, was it empty? And he like, he opens the revolver and it's like, no, it's six rounds. He's like, well, it must have been duds. And he's like, six in a row? that's that's not possible (laughs) like that doesn't happen so it's like oh okay this is an interesting mechanic and i don't know if the following movies actually do that much with it i feel like there's so many opportunities to play with this but uh, yeah that's a lot of it's definitely fun stuff you can do there which um yeah uh it kind of sucks that you can't do that because this probably would be like the best thing to do because all the other deaths like are so like crazy and violent. Like if I had the choice would be like, all right, let, let death take care of you, which is going to end up being this <laughs> weird, elaborate, like series of events that is going to probably be extremely painful and embarrassing. Uh, or yeah, if you can just, you know, <laughs> find a quick and easy way out yourself. Like, I don't know. It's <laughs> maybe that's the best way to go. Yep, yeah, but they all get in the car because the the, the the other cops found the pregnant lady because that's that's the goal right now. So Tony Todd's advice to go back to that scene. Tony yeah, Todd's ad- explain this to me because I I think I don't know I I think I lost a a bit about what they were saying. You they so a new life beats death. That's what the that's the deal here. Well, well, specifically. <sighs> So basically, the idea is is that if one of the people who was supposed to die survives, and then a, a baby is born that wasn't supposed to be born before, then death has to like sort of rewrite its entire list because there's a new life that wasn't supposed to exist. So okay, that's so interesting. It's not just any new baby. It's the idea that like yeah. So <laughs> I, I suppose the idea is is that if you if you're on death's list, let's say you've you've been in one of these final destination style things where you've survived, the best mm-hmm. thing to do is have probably one of the guys impregnate a woman who's not one death's list so that okay. then because because then the woman's not in danger like the woman's not going to sure. be like you know chased by death and then you just have to yeah. survive death for nine months 
and then once the baby's <laughs> born, you'll be okay. Now, I actually don't hate the logic of this. I just don't think I like like how it comes out of nowhere, and like we just have to accept yeah. that Tony Todd knows this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an interesting idea. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's like presented that well. Like, yeah, they they kind of like talking uh about it, and like you said, it just kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's kind of like, wait, what? Like, uh, okay. <laughs> But, I mean, it gives them a goal for the movie. They're trying to find the pregnant lady. And yeah. there's a whole, again, there's a whole bit of comedy where the cop, uh, the guy from Battlestar Galactica, he, um, <clears throat> he's got her in a jail cell because, like, because, you know, to basically to find her, he put an APB on her. So they've got her in a jail cell and her water breaks. And there's a lot of decent comedy, honestly, with him, like, freaking out and, like, don't do this to me. <laughs> don't, right, yeah. don't have your baby. <laughs> and then later when he's at the hospital with her, uh, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go now. And he's like, no, don't you leave me. <laughs> like, he, he becomes the de facto husband in the situation. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's some amusement happening there. Obviously, yeah. the twist later, of course, is that she never actually died in the highway, so this baby's not uh, an unplanned life. This is not... Doesn't count. Doesn't count, yeah. Uh, so th- so then the plan to fix everything is the same thing that kind of fixed it in the first movie which is to just have someone die and be resuscitated which clearly yeah. didn't work last time so uh, <laughs> we just have to go with it do you know what's so funny yeah. outside of the final little epilogue scene I, mm. even though I think this movie is way better than the first one it does kind of suffer from the same problem where the final little chunk unfor- just can't live up to the rest of it because it has to yes. wrap up somehow yeah, yeah no I, I agree I think this last like what maybe 15 20 minutes it kind of i mean maybe it's just like a fault of like everything else in the movie was like you know very fun and memorable that this last little chunk just ends up being like a little like okay it like kind of feels like it's just going through the motions and just trying to get the go through the story uh you know beats uh, and get out of the way to end the movie like you know it it's not, it doesn't feel like anything. It's yeah. not horrible, but... Yeah, it's not yeah. bad. I'd say it's better than that section of the first movie where I just didn't yeah. remember anything from it. But uh, before they get to the hospital, though, uh, where a lot of the climax takes place, there is some great stuff on the way. So, well, before we even get to the good deaths, there's a, there's a, a revelation they all have, is that they all had a near-death experience, technically, about a year ago. And the twist mm-hmm. of the movie is that all of these characters should have died a year ago, but all of their individual deaths were altered because people survived the plane. So it had this knock-on effect where uh, the baker turns out he's a teacher and he gets transferred because the teacher in the first movie uh, died kind of thing. And like, so on and so on. So there's like all these knock-on effects, which is just okay. That's a fun idea. I like that. It's a fun idea. If you think about it too much, though, it becomes too problematic where... Well, th- this never stops. There's too many ripples and like exactly, death. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, it can never be completely cleaned up. But uh, yeah. and death like orchestrated all of these people to get together for one accident. Uh, you know, it's, uh, like uh, yeah, you don't think well, about it too yeah. much. Just go with it. It's fine. Yeah, like like and then, again, then you gotta like start thinking about like so much stuff. Like about all right, how much power does death actually have that they can co- coordinate all these things? And yeah, is it just constantly playing catch up all the time? And like it's yeah, it's um just don't think about it too hard because at least to the question that we talked about in the last uh final destination review which is um mm-hmm. why is there people having these visions now and is there a purpose and therefore mm-hmm. th- like there's so much mythology you could add to with that if you wanted to go down that rabbit hole but yeah the movie's not interested in doing that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just a mechanic it's fine yeah. uh but there's some great deaths coming up so they end up crashing right they end up like mm-hmm. the, the 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 car like ends up 
got into a ditch into a field and mm. it, obviously like they almost get impaled with all these pipes that are kind of like sitting there that they crash into and they don't but a uh, business lady gets like stuck she's stuck in the driver's seat mm. and there's like a pipe like going through the back of the the headrest which mm. leads to a, a, a this is actually quite a quick death but there is like build up to like something else happening at the same time but it's also a really fun one because it's a uh, you know, she basically gives the the, the, the firefighters there, and he's got, like, a big cutting tool to, like, get, get her out of the car. And it's when he goes to use this, and she's like, oh, that's really loud. Can you put it on quiet mode? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure, miss. I'll put it on quiet mode. And when he rams it into the car, it, it triggers the airbag, uh, <laughs> and it snaps her head back, and it impales her head on the on the pipe. It's such a good little... It's fun. It's a good little quick death, because the, the pipe was set up ages ago, mm-hmm. and she's been talking to them, uh, you know, stuck in this predicament, and as this is all happening, like the, the, there's this gas leak, uh, you know, from underneath the car, uh, and then it gets set on fire from her death, and it results in an explosion which sets a barbed wire fence across the field and slices Rory into like three pieces. <laughs> and it is this is a it's great, cool. de- yeah, this is wonderful. Yeah. This is one of these things where like his arm is instantly cut off, but the rest of his body like takes a second to fall yeah. and you see a little bit of intestines sticking out. <laughs> like this, this might be the best death in the movie. It might be. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I, and that's saying something. Cause like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of really good ones. Yeah. Uh, the, the ladder and the eyes. Good. The, the, the right. tree log through the windows. Good. Uh, they're all good. Now, now I'm I'm sorry. The I I, I forget. I, I just watched this a little earlier today, but I can't remember. Did the does the biker die in this scene too? I, I forget what happens to him. Oh, he uh he basically starts having trouble breathing. He's got he's got like a. a oh right, and he's in the yeah. hospital. Yeah, yeah so okay, so yeah, he yeah. is taken to hospital because he's not dead. He's just like right, 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 in danger of dying, which leads to like him lying in the hospital bed, looking around at all the like the medical apparatus, yeah. and be like, oh god, it's all going to try and kill me. Uh, which is a funny little, little moment. Um, yeah. One little detail in this scene that's important for the ending is that there's this like teenager who's like there because his dad lives nearby, and they're mm-hmm. trying to help. Um, he almost gets hit by a news van, and Rory pulls him <laughs> out of the way, which is important because the movie's just established that all these characters were supposed to die in like different incidents, and this yeah. knock-on effect of them being saved because of the plane and the survivors of the plane uh is you know so you're like oh wait that's going to come out of play later this 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 little dweeb um <laughs> but yeah so they go to the hospital uh honestly other than some round around the only notable things that really happen here is that there is an explosion that kills both rory and clear clear does get killed uh mm-hmm. and i'd say this is the only death that left me feeling a bit ah eh, it was just whatever it's not yeah 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 and like uh especially like these like these last like you know couple of things like even with like you know, the car crash and like the you know getting a the business lady, like getting impaled and stuff like uh that's cool but also there's like a little bit of me that was kind of like well it feels like we saw a lot of this in the beginning like opening scene and then yeah i, f- I feel like the the explosion it's like well eh, i don't know we already saw like people you know <laughs> in ex- kind of like dying in the explosion in, in the opening scene it I mean, it, of itself, it's kind of just boring, and then also just add on to the fact that I, know, I feel like we kind of seen it before. Didn't really do much. Oh, well, I had no problem with uh, with Business Lady's death because I thought the impalement was very specific. But I mean, come on, Rory's death yeah. was great. 
Oh, no, no. I mean, Roy's was very, very different because that's it's not like, you know, like if he just had died in the explosion, like I feel like that would have been boring. But uh, I mean, the uh, you know, being sliced up by the bar uh, barbed wire stuff was really cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I just I just thought like, I don't know, the, the when they like first had the car crash, like part of me was like, well, eh, we kind of already seen that but then. Yeah, I mean, they end up doing different stuff with that there, but then uh, the explosion didn't really do much for me. Yeah, I don't think the, the point is to repeat car stuff. It's just more so that mm -hmm. it's just natural if they're going to get into a predicament that, it's, you know, sure. it's, it's going to go, you know, everything on the way to the hospital is going to be that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically, Kimberly's like, oh, I need to die and come back because she's had a vision of being resuscitated. Uh, so she drives the van into the water. Mm -hmm uh jimmy olsen jumps down to to get her <laughs> and she does get resuscitated and like there's this thing where as like he's sitting by her the hospital bed and saying hey we beat it we cheated death mm. and the camera pulls back the lighting goes almost angelic like she gets this like warm glow of light hitting her and then it goes to the final scene of the movie which is there are ah, like a barbecue with so so the 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 guy and his son who were at the field helping. So there's this, the teenager who got pulled out the way of the news van and the, the guy who was there to help phone for the, the ambulance and stuff. They've got them yeah. over for a barbecue. I think it... Did it say it was like one year later? It may have... Yeah, it may have said one year later. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of weird to wait a year to like go and hang out with these people who help save their lives or something. But whatever. Yeah. Um, so they're having a barbecue. They're just talking about whatever, and then casually, uh, the the son says, oh, "Hi, I had a near call that day in the field, didn't I, Dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just missed that van. Your friend Rory pulled him out of the way." And it's like, "Oh wait, that doesn't sound good. That sounds like death might come after him." And at this point, the the teenager has been over to like do something at the barbecue, and you just get this shot of like the barbecue exploding comically <laughs> in the distance. And then the mom screams, and when she pulls, she looks for forward. Her son's arm is just <laughs> lying in the plate in front of her, and this drum beat kicks in for the credits. <laughs> this ending is pure comedy. It is, oh, yeah, yeah. just having fun with it. There, this is and, not taking itself seriously at all. Yeah, and I know I just complained uh, again about being like, well, the explosions are kind of boring, and we have explosions in the beginning, but it totally works here in this case because it's just like so. Uh, like cartoony <laughs> you know that it's just really fun um the uh, like the only thing uh, again like uh, like you know i'm thinking about this too hard but like part of me is going like okay so yeah you establish the whole like ripple effect where like you know always if someone's supposed to die but then someone that survived an earlier thing saves them you know creates this effect or whatever uh but the only thing with this one that kind of gets me is like the only reason he was in danger in the first place was because of these survivors that shouldn't be there. So technically, if everything had you know worked out and like they died in that logging accident, then they wouldn't have been there to you know put him in danger in the first place. So to me, it feels like them saving him uh, more just evens things out instead of like creating a like deficit for death. You know what I mean? Uh, but again, like just. No, I don't, don't think about it. Yeah, don't think about it. They, they, they don't care. <laughs> the writers don't care about that here. 
Yeah. Uh, like you said, it's very funny. Like it's it's, it's it's just a fun little bit. Like it just it teases up the idea that he's not supposed to be alive, and then the yeah. explosion happens, and then the arm. Like it it's just a boom, 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 funny joke, yeah. and then <laughs> credits. Uh, yeah. Like I then, guarantee you're not supposed yeah. to be thinking about this deeply. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and I, I think that's like a credit to the movie because if it you know if the movie was not as fun then logic stuff would probably stick out more and it would just be another thing to complain about but uh because everything is you know working really well and it's so fun and you're just kind of moving right along and having all these fun kills it's like you know i don't really care if you know the logic maybe might not make perfect sense in my head or whatever like it's again it's like a roller coaster ride just kind of sit back and enjoy it don't (laughs) think about it too much um one thing we kind of skipped over that I thought not as funny as like the end, little end bit there, but I, d- I did kind of laugh when uh, they're in the hospital and like they go into the, you know, delivery room to, to see like the, the baby or whatever. Uh, and like all excited and hugging and the lady's just like, who the hell are you? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I was all right. I also, I also, I mean, I get that they're going to try and protect her because they want to make sure the baby gets born. But yeah. they, they're sort of rushing to the delivery room. I'm like, what are you actually going to do when you get there? Like, like right, what, yeah. what are you going to help <laughs> with exactly? Uh, like, you're not going to be much of use. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think you know, I I like this not taking itself too seriously and because mm-hmm. ultimately because the rules are so wishy washy and because things can't be too clearly defined inherently i can't care about the rules in the sense that i i root for the characters and think they've got a reasonable chance of escaping because it feels like the rules for death could just just you know can change to whatever fits the the movie and that's fine as long as you're giving me fun goofy scenes of of deaths and stuff and i'm having a good time yeah i think where the franchise can fall down is when it takes itself a bit too seriously and i do think some of the sequels after this do go back to taking themselves seriously or go back to like you know pretending that i'm supposed to care about the characters and their outcome yeah, yeah you know yeah. here i'm enjoying the characters because they're kind of cartoony and i'm not really fussed about them making it or not and that's okay because mm-hmm. i think it works in that context mm. but uh yeah we'll see because i you know I, I don't necessarily remember exactly uh how much i felt for the next couple too much i, I remember how mm. i felt about the fifth one i won't spoil it but uh the you know three and four i do remember having various shades of disappointment after the second one being so fun but i mean maybe it's, it's a high bar for sure yeah maybe i'll feel differently when uh yeah. we get into it I I, I I do know that um certainly three and four do not top the opening like disaster like that the opening disaster is definitely the, the best in the second one um yeah. i think to to their credit though like i like, I don't remember much uh, about the other movies, but I do re- still remember the opening sequences oh, sure. in the next two. So, yeah. like, I'll, I'll give them credit for... Yeah, I wouldn't say they're as good as this, but at least, like, you know, they are memorable, I think. Yeah, because it's... Uh... I, I don't even think I, like, remember the fifth one at all, though. <laughs> uh, the fifth one's on a bridge. I think it's like an earthquake in a bridge. Oh, I see. It doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fourth one's an F one race gone wrong, and the third yeah. one's a roller coaster. Which, yeah. I, even as I'm saying them out loud, like I, can, I, you know, I just I can tell there's not as much variety in them for yeah. like all the deaths at the start, you know, because yeah. uh, they're you know they're all in the same cart in a roller coaster, or they're uh, all just at one part of this racetrack. Very you know, versus yeah. 
all these different vehicles all being in different places all getting hit by different things yeah mm. so um but maybe, maybe i'm not remembering it too well maybe i'll be surprised when we watch them and see things sure uh but yeah yeah have a good time i feel this session too it's not <laughs> it's, it's not perfect there's definitely still things to nitpick and it's at its worst when it's playing into what the first movie did that i didn't like you know when mm. ali latter starts like talking about this design and she's like sort of taking herself seriously and thinking about alex <laughs> like i'm like yeah yeah like less of this but uh luckily the pacing's brisk uh the, mm. the most of the deaths are very memorable and fun in fact mm. i would say it has probably some of the best deaths of the entire decade for horror movies oh, sure yeah you know i, I you know I, I, there's not a lot from the decade that i think comes close in terms of just fun deaths mm. so yeah yeah, yeah good stuff uh i had a good time yeah yeah totally agree yeah i i was um i i was surprised at how much uh i enjoyed it because i thought it would be like similar to the first one where like like i remember liking it more than the first one but i thought it would just be like all right like you know first one's okay this might be a little more you know better than okay but um no i actually think it's like a huge leap uh or you know step above the first one where um yeah i think uh what do these kids say nowadays uh it understood the assignment you know like it it knew <laughs> what it needed to do like yeah we're taking the premise uh we're heightening we're having fun with it we're not taking ourselves too seriously um yeah and you know and and maybe uh it, and like i said it's not perfect like that there are parts where it's like all right now you're getting a little too plot heavy and you know maybe a little over uh, emotional or, or whatever or the characters are, are being a little too serious but again that stuff is um usually so fast and you're on to like to the next big crazy thing that you know you, you really don't notice the little stuff that as much and uh instead it's just like yeah nice fun ride like from you know different set piece to set piece yeah odd tidbit on this so i, I had this on dvd back in the day and Mm-hmm. it was back in the time when you know i used to watch all the extras and listen to the commentary track and and all that oh, stuff I miss those days i know i know but one of the things that this had and not many dvds had this but in t- addition mm-hmm. to the commentary track it also had like a like a subtitle track but it was like trivia pop-ups right so, oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. It, you know some had that but it wasn't super common right it wasn't a super common feature mm-hmm. but some had it and this was like a really random one that had, you know, it tended to be big movies that had it and this was like mm-hmm. just this random horror sequel had it but the trivia facts were kind of weird and random and at times just kind of whatever, like, oh yeah, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> but the one that I always remember sticking out to me, because again, it's not really to do with the movie. It's just, see, see the scene right before Rory dies is a scene where he talks to Kimberly and asks her to go and like get rid of all of his porn if he dies just so that his mother won't be heartbroken. Sure. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember during that scene that the, the, the subtitle, like, trivia at the bottom, because I, I, it came up saying something to... I don't remember what the numbers were, but it was basically, this is how much money is spent in the US every year in porn. <laughs> like, w- w- <laughs> that's not... <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> I was just like, that's the trivia you're giving me? <laughs> not not stuff to do with the movie or making of the movie yeah. or, or whatever. So I don't know. <laughs> But, but in the weird side but, strange yeah <laughs> uh i always i always remember that I, the other thing i remember is at one point it tells you the title of the movie is an oxymoron 
Oh, I, okay, I got you. <laughs> because you can't have more than one failed destination. Right. So failed destination right. two is a, and also three, obviously. I mean, so yeah, I that went right over my head because I mean we already had like what nine, ten Final Fantasies by this point. That that's fair. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but they're all in their own universes though. So technically. <laughs> Because Final Fantasies and story aren't sequels to each other. They're all their own standalone things. So, ratings. What are we... Uh... <laughs> why why, why what are, are we... you giving me <laughs> I feel like you're more of a Final Fantasy guy than I am. Why, why are you giving me that look? Like you, you think I'm talking crazy? <laughs> yes, ratings, Tim. What are you giving Final Destination to? <gasps> Uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, like you said, it, it's not perfect, but the imperfections, like, are very minor in the overall enjoyment of the movie. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's really, like, just a fun ride from, uh, start to finish. You know, I, I have very little complaints or, or nitpicks, uh, about it. Um, yeah, it, it's just, a, it's, it's really fun. Um, I, I'm gonna go pretty high. I'm gonna give it a, an eight, I think, uh, Ooh. you know. It's a blast uh, to watch, definitely. Um, you know, again, I don't want to spoil like future reviews and everything, but I mean, I, th- I think this is the highlight of the series, and uh, I don't think that's uncommon. I, th- you know, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that like this isn't their favorite. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's just it's really good, very solid, a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty much inclined to agree with a lot of that. It's uh, it's just a good time, and it like it, it's the it's the movie you point to. It's the one in the series you say this is this is what this this premise can be, and this mm. is the fun that you can have. And I I definitely remember being disappointed that the deaths just weren't as good by and large. Maybe there's like one or two good deaths per movie after mm. this, but I you know this one is like the the concentration of how good the deaths are. It's like all mm. all but one. It's only Claire's explosion death that I really didn't think much of everything else yeah. i thought was great so yeah uh i, I you know what i think i have to go with the eight as well i i, I think i have to yes. I, I think this is great for what it's for what it is this is a great right, right, movie yeah. for what it is and mm. i had a lot of fun with it so i would recommend fellow decision too it was a good time mm. um so we'll see um What's interesting is that Fail Decision 3, uh, it came out just when I was like starting to be old enough to go and see movies that were rated uh, like that age. Nasty. <laughs> Nasty. Uh, but I didn't go see it though. I, I missed it in theaters and I was annoyed that I missed it in theaters and didn't see it till later. So we'll find out what <laughs> I thought when I finally saw Fail Decision 3. Uh soon on Screams After Midnight not next time mm-hmm. it's not the next movie but it'll be soon on Screams After Midnight so look forward mm-hmm. to that uh, but there you go that is, that is our thoughts on Final Decision 2 let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments like a subscribe all those things on YouTube did I like that no <laughs> Are you gonna thank some people that gave you money? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to thank the Patreon producers, Tim. That is a that is a thing that I do on the show. Uh, thank you very much to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Bordnow, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Treisman, and Alison M. Fordyce. 
they're our Patreon producers, uh, all in the higher tiers of Patreon. But you can support us for as little as $1 per month over at patreon.com slash TV and get some bonuses for your trouble. Uh, every month, for just $1 per month, you get a bonus episode of Streams After Midnight, and you get an episode of Even More Streams, which is just a casual monthly show where we just sit down and talk about whatever horror movies we've been watching. So, M's. M's? M's. Even more streaming M's. Okay, yeah. Brief <laughs> yeah. Very good. Don't act, don't act like I'm some some wackadoo. Come on. <laughs> you are some wackadoo, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so go go check out mm. Patreon. Guys on Twitter at Screams Midnight. Uh, share us. You know, give us a high rating on mm. on iTunes, five stars, or whatever podcast app you choose. Rate us highly. Thank you very much. All right, time do you want to post for the thumbnail if we, if we reach that point? Yes, please. Okay, <laughs> time's going to post for the thumbnail. Make sure your head's not cut off at the top. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, pause. That that's what we're that's what we're going with. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 make it work i'll make it work uh thank you very much for joining us everyone this has been screams after midnight hopefully you had a good time we will see you next time so keep watching scary movies we're out